0: Hello, this is Trina, this is Jennifer, and this is What Would Trina Do? Episode 6. So, today is an exciting show because we're introducing new, well, well, we're actually introducing recurring segments. So, let's start off with, is this what the young people are doing? (laughs) So, I read a little write-up in Slate about... Straight women basically going to gay bars and acting a fool. You know, and I understand why straight women would go to gay bars because they want to go somewhere where they can cut loose and act a fool a little bit without being bothered by straight uh, straight drunk creepers. The problem Mm -hmm. is, by invading these gay spaces and acting a fool, they have become the straight drunk creepers. Right. So, how do you feel about that? Do you think that maybe straight women just should not be? I mean, I mean, it's, it's like how do you? I mean, I guess that's that would be something difficult to enforce. But should straight women just not be generally
1: allowed in gay bars? That would be discrimination. That probably could get a bar shut down to say that we won't allow a certain type of person in. Well, okay, yes, yes. We should. We it shouldn't be okay to discriminate. But like,
0: as like social etiquette should it be a thing or should they should they be permitted to occupy these spaces I
1: think they well I think people should be permitted to occupy these spaces but when you're occupying these spaces that don't really cater to you I think that there should be some social etiquette that you yourself have like I've gone to gay bars I've gone to multiple gay bars I'm not there pretending to be someone different than what I am um I'm not going there. Because I guess the other thing is like, and I didn't read the article. I'm just assuming maybe this is what the author was saying. Like, you're coming here. You're treating us like animals in a zoo spectating or being unruly maybe maybe you're
0: groping people because it's like oh I can grope this guy and he's not gonna assume that it actually means something
1: and so when they said gay bars are they talking about like male gay bars are they talking about lesbian um clubs they didn't specify um I think the gay bars with drag queens and
0: I would assume lesbian bars yeah yeah, I I don't think they should be banned either. I think that, you know, they should be able to go somewhere where they feel safe and have fun. But for goodness sakes, don't plan your bachelorette party there and be like, "Come on, ladies, shots!" You're like right. We're way past the drinking limit.
1: Right. <laughs> Keep drinking. Right. And then be belliger- being belligerent to other people. Um yeah, I think is I think yeah, you should be permitted to
0: in those spaces. It's supposed to be in an inclusive environment, but first and foremost, it's a safe space for gays to be gay and, you know, get their groove
1: on. Right, and I mean, I don't know, because I have no idea what area this is. Like in D.C., we have, um, like Nellie's. Nellie's is a place you can go for brunch, and there's a drag queen show. It is a very um. gay-friendly environment, but it's not you anyone can go there. I could plan a Father's Day brunch and it be and be there like it's a very inclusive environment versus I guess um can't even think of some the gay clubs now. Um but a specific gay club that is for uh you know the gay and 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 I think it is specific like there are lesbian bars and gay bars like male gay bars in DC but The ones I've gone to, like, you see both there. You see men, women, transgendered, straight, (laughs) and gay. You know what it makes me think of? Have you ever seen First Wives Club? Yes.
0: Do you remember? uh, Okay, so in the beginning of the movie, Diane Keaton's daughter comes out to her and says she's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. And there's this, when um, all the women decide they want to get revenge on their husbands for doing them wrong, they intentionally go to the gay bar because she diane keaton wants to be supportive of her daughter's lifestyle mm-hmm. and as soon as she gets to the door she like greets the first person she sees like hey you're wonderful and there you go and, <laughs> and then she like sw- finds her daughter and she's like mom do you know you're in a gay bar like yes honey i'm being supportive and, <laughs> and there's like a woman crying and Bette Mittler's like what's wrong and she's like my lover left me for a younger woman and she's like that sounds like my Morty and she shows a picture like oh she's butch <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember and, that part. and
0: Goldie Hawn is a celebrity and she's immediately recognized and she's just in there dancing having the time of her yes, life I now I that. feel like you know aside from the awkward greeting the first person you see and being like hey you're great That, I feel like that is appropriate. You know, you, you blend in, you're, you know, socializing, you're being supportive of your gay daughter.
1: And I think another thing, like it can also be confusing because some people will assume because you're here that you're gay. So if that's something that you're uncomfortable with and you'll give no, no, you know, like some people can be upset by it, then that isn't a place you should go.
0: Yeah, I think if you if you if you're, you're going to have a problem with women coming on to you and you're a woman mm-hmm. then yeah, don't go. But if if you're like, "Oh, no thank you." Like I'm just
1: here to have fun, you know. Yeah. And maybe they're also going for because, you know what, I, to me personally, I feel like if a gay man gives me a compliment about my appearance, you feel I like am so re- happy. Yes, like, I must really look good. It really matters because he's not trying to
0: get something in return.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, this is all about style and class and it just makes my day. You know, it was so funny, um like, what was it, I was at a, a an event and
0: um one of the guys there complimented one of my friends mm-hmm. and he was like, and I'm gay, so it really means something. <laughs> like, no, like, no ulterior motives. Okay, so the next segment is Is this really a thing? So um for Mother's Day, um Kentucky Fried Chicken came out with a a romantic novel, a romance novel for Mother's Day, and it's called what is that thing called? It's um Tender Wings of Desire. <laughs> it is a real thing, and the cover is basically Colonel Sanders. He's, um, carrying this woman and she's holding a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like 99 cents on, um, on Amazon. And full. you bought it? I am really tempted. It's gotten, it, it hasn't. It kind
1: of looks like, oh my gosh. Um. I mean,
0: it's gotten three and a half stars. So how bad could it be? And it's only 99 cents.
1: It has the, the cover. The, the artistry on the cover reminds me of Sweet Valley High. Do you remember Sweet Valley High? I never, I never read those. But books. But you've seen
0: them. Yes. This reminds me of like a a, a romance novel by Jude Devereaux. I think. The, well, the romance novels all kind of have that similar look, though. Yeah, like someone had like I don't know, like they painted it or. And there was like an ad that I saw on YouTube, and it was like this guy. He looked like Jesus. He had like a beard and long hair, but he was like shirtless and oiled up he had and glistening. A really
1: <laughs> face that kind of put me off. I was like, he's got a really big body and a really small head.
0: What are you talking about? The the, the ad reader,
1: about- the guy who's reading.
0: Oh, you did see the ad? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh
1: yeah, I sent you a link. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and the way he licked his finger oh, before he turned them. And I just loved everything about like his whole like he was into that role.
0: <laughs> he was like, I take this very seriously.
1: Yeah, they should have just greased him up a little bit, you know. Kentucky fried chicken, greasy.
0: I mean he could well he was he was oiled up, but I, I think you're thinking like maybe Action Jackson oiled up where yes. he was just glistening. Yeah.
1: It's a baby oil going on
0: So yeah, that is actually a thing. So the next segment that we're introducing is called Can this be a thing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of craving some snickerdoodles right now, but there isn't really a delivery service dedicated to snickerdoodles. So I was thinking, you know, we have drones that can like kill people. But what if there were drones that could deliver snickerdoodles? Or if you're not if you're not a snickerdoodle enthusiast, you know, other cookies, but for me snickerdoodles. I think if that could be a thing I I would have a more fulfilling life.
1: If we could have drones just deliver us food, that would be awesome. Well, you know, you, you you know they they haven't worked out the
0: logistics of that. So let's start off with the snickerdoodles. <laughs> you want your cookies first? I want those cookies warm. And you know if, if a person delivers them, you know they'll they'll take all day. But that drone can get right through traffic, you know, because it'll be above the traffic. So above. yeah, snickerdoodle drones. I'm putting it out in the universe. If there's someone that owns a drone and a bakery, make know, it happen. Make it happen. Okay. So our next topic, this is not a a, a pre-baked segment, um, we're just, we're talking, we want to talk about our favorite um, superhero movies, you know, I guess, in anticipate, well, I guess not really anticipation of the Wonder Woman movie. You know, I kind of wanted to be excited for that movie, but it's, you know, it's not... The excitement is not there. And it's coming out on June 2nd, which is literally the day Tekken 7 comes out. So, yeah, I'm not watching it opening weekend. You're not competing with Tekken. Sorry, Wonder Woman.
1: Isn't Thor also coming out this summer? Is Is... there other stuff coming out? Thor, doesn't that generally come out in the fall? It's coming out in the fall. I'm trying to think why I'm not interested... Because I'm just not interested. I think I was interested when I first found out.
0: November. November 3rd. When the new Thor is coming out.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe life.
0: (laughs) I think it was because I just didn't see any black women. I'm like, I don't see any black women. There's an island full of women and no blacks. No black women. Oh, that's a... I sounded like Trump when I said blacks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to wash my mouth. Hey, out. <laughs> you know what?
1: You could sound like Miss DC, or I'm sorry, uh, um, <laughs> Miss USA. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> why? Why?
0: Did you learn nothing in DC? You're just liberal DC, for goodness sake. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Happy thoughts, happy
1: thoughts. Happy thoughts.
0: So I'll I'll get around to seeing Wonder Woman because if people don't come and see it, then it's like, it's not going to be because it just wasn't that great of a movie. It's going to be people don't want to see movies about women. So I'll... But people are going to see a
1: movie about her because she's half-dressed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess. Like if Ghostbusters, the remake, were nothing but hot chicks that were half-dressed, we wouldn't have had half the complaints. Well, people we're trying to make
0: yeah we wouldn't have had i mean there'd be complaints coming from a different direction yeah. but it still wouldn't have been half of the drama for nothing so. for
1: nothing i still haven't seen it i feel so bad i have it on blu-ray i'll let you borrow it okay, okay so
0: what is um well i'll start off yes. um my favorite superhero movie was the incredibles actually mm-hmm. um I thought it was really well done, you know, you had a nice blend of strong male characters, strong female characters, you know, you had the family dynamic, you had the the son who had these powers, and he just, you know, he was always looking to, like, use them, and it was like, no, no, you have to hide it, and then they had the awkward teenage daughter who could use... The, her invisibility because she was shy so she would make herself invisible when it was um convenient but then she also had the power to make force fields but because she wasn't really permitted to to use her powers it was kind of awkward but then as she became more confident she was able to kind of use her her force field and her abilities on command and I was mm-hmm. like yeah and then you had the baby who was like the wild card. They were like, oh, well, he hasn't really demonstrated anything, so maybe he's normal. And then when he got kidnapped, he like turned into the flames. (laughs) He turned into that statue, and then he turned into this Hulk-like creature. You know, when I went to New York Comic Con, I actually went dressed as an incredible.
1: (laughs) I think I see you put the pictures on Facebook. I did. They were awesome.
0: Yeah. And I, what was it, I met Felicia Day, and she was like, cool outfit. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, um, Incredibles was a really good movie. And I think that was like when they kind of shifted character development in some of the cartoons. You mean
0: the style, or do you mean, when you say character, you mean like it wasn't just boy meets girl and how the boy and girl get together is the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Like this one was more about family staying together.
0: Yes. And yeah. and it was also about, you know, like, because they had to stop being superheroes because people are terrible and looking for a payday. It's like, oh, he broke my arm while he was saving my life, so I'm going to sue him. And then they had to go undercover. But it was like that instinct... That instinct to help people was always there and he all you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked at the end when Dash was was um was in the race. And they were like, and he was like running extra slow behind everybody. And they're like, well, well, come on, try, like try, actually try. And, this, and then he starts running. With, no, 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 no. And, and then he like slowed down.
1: Well, don't give up.
0: Third place, third place, make it close, make it
1: close. And like, yeah, the, you can't just go boom right into first place. And then the
0: guy that was sitting next to them was just trying to figure out what the hell was going on because yeah, we usually are like go, 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 go. And they're like, no, 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 no. But don't give up. Don't give up. Okay, make it close. Third place. Third. Good, good, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I really liked The Incredibles. And, you know, I also enjoyed... Now, this isn't a movie, but I really enjoyed um, Smallville. But mostly um, because I thought Lois was just a badass.
1: (laughs) And Smallville, I think they did a lot of character character development. development, Which makes it...
0: If they could have stopped at, like, five seasons or, like, there were, like five seasons that just didn't need to happen but those first five were really strong
1: yeah i think i watched it because i I think i watched it for the first three and then life (laughs) like i can't
0: watch life and i just got tired of the whole lana thing it was like it's not gonna we know that he's gonna end up with like the first episode where they introduced lois i was like well (laughs) that's a wrap but they dragged on the whole lana thing
1: because they liked her as an actress and they wanted to keep her employed. You can't just kill her off or send her away.
0: Well, you can make her, give her a superpower and then the power is she can absorb kryptonite and then she absorbs too much kryptonite for her to be around
1: Clark. <laughs> Spoilers, sorry. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so any any uh, favorite superhero movie, show, or comic?
1: okay so as far as shows um I liked Unbreakable by M. Night Shyamalan how do you say I apologize I do not know how to pronounce his last name but I felt like Unbreakable was it was a really good movie to show the creation of a superhero and the creation of uh, a villain Unbreakable was Kevin Bacon in no who's um what am i
0: thinking i'm thinking of something different
1: he was in are you thinking about the one where he was like invisible yes and he was like raping people (laughs) that was a really (laughs) sick movie (laughs) that was not unbreakable clearly (laughs) i haven't seen it because i was like yeah he's a superhero unbreakable has bruce willis okay and um samuel jackson samuel jackson was the the villain. Samuel L. Jackson was in Incredibles also. Yes.
0: <laughs> So if you want to make a good superhero movie, put Samuel L. Jackson in there so he can sass somebody. I stand by. He is
1: one of the best actors. (laughs) I thought it was so funny. He was like, honey, where's my suit? You're like, what? My suit. We got guests
0: coming over for the dinner party. What would I name myself?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's so awesome. I love Samuel L. Jackson, except for his comment about the guy in Get Out.
0: Where he said... Oh, because they, they went for non-American black? Yeah. They don't like... He doesn't like us using fancy blacks. <laughs> F- fancy. like, oh my
1: gosh, Mr. Jackson, why? Why? I love you, why? It's like, Samuel, you, you've been in so many movies. But so, what um, M. Night Shyamalan did with Unbreakable, we'll have to watch this, Um, but so Bruce Willis like is in this terrible car crash, uh, not car crash, train crash. Everybody, every possible person on the train died. Mm. But him, he is able to get, like, walk away. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. And so Samuel Jackson's character, you know, comes, finds him, and he's like, you know, you got to find this villain, this bad guy, you know. You're a superhero. So he builds him up. But the person that's out here doing all the bad shit, with Samuel Jackson, he was creating his own superhero to fight him, kind of like Megamind. Have you ever seen? Mm, Megamind? I saw Megamind. Yeah, yeah. I wonder
0: if that's where they got the idea for
1: Megamind. Maybe because yeah. this was in two thousand. You'll have to see it. It's I liked it as a movie. The only thing I'll say is that you know he does like these weird shots. It gave me it like. Gave me I don't know motion sickness because he kept doing this like turning. It was moving with the in a weird,
0: kind of like when people play first person shooters and the way the camera moves yeah. gives some people motion sickness. Yeah, it
1: gave me motion sickness watching. And I think I've had that because I don't like first uh person shooter or whatever.
0: I'm generally okay, but I've learned if I'm looking up at the TV while I'm playing a first person shooter, that can make me dizzy after a while. Because
1: I was like, why well, don't. I feel good. Well, yeah. I've played
0: first-person shooters.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. And so, action movies, I'm not really all that into. But if you give me, like, some old-school stuff, I like it. Like, I like the 90s Batman. I really don't like any of the others.
0: I do like Batman Returns. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was so good in that. I, I actually liked everybody. I thought um Danny DeVito was interesting. Christopher Walken. Um, Bruce Willis... I guess he does a good job of being stoic. Very stoic.
1: (laughs) You know, funny fact, Pee Wee Herman plays, I think, the dad to the penguin in that. And then now in this new season, like they have this um, Gotham on Fox. He's the dad to the penguin again.
0: You know, I like how they do that with um, DC uh, TV series, like um, in Supergirl, Helen Slater, who played Mm -hmm. Supergirl in the 80s movie, Supergirl. She plays Kara's adopted mother. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And Dean Kane, you remember Dean Kane? Yeah. from <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, that's a thing that should happen. He plays her adopted father and he used to play Superman in Lois and Clark, which I, I that was another it's good like, that was another good show. Or um yeah, like Smallville Clark. Terry Hatcher played Lois's mother, who was mm-hmm. you know, she was dying of cancer and she played she was in one episode where she played the mother. Mm -hmm. And the mom from Smallville was Lana
1: in the Christopher Reeve movies. So, whoa. And you know, with that Superman, I liked it when I was little. I don't have the patience for it now. I look at it now and it's so, it's so problematic. I mean, Lois was his partner. She looked at him every day. And all he had to do was take his glasses off and she knew it was a totally different person. (laughs) Right.
0: And that is Uh one of the things I actually liked about Man of Steel, that Lois in that one was a believable Pulitzer Prize winning reporter because she saw him once (laughs) and she was able to track him down and she
1: showed up at his house. Like, I know that's you. (laughs) I'm not stupid. Yeah. And so I guess my other oldies but goodies would be he-man, she-ra, um conan the barbarian, red sonya. I think I had this glamazon thing. I vaguely remember he-man. I remember the tiger was
0: like this coward until he-man did his you transformation. Don't
1: remember Skeletor? I
0: remember Skeletor. <laughs> He's the but,
1: favorite.
0: Well, you know, I would remember the the feed the cat basically. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, but the cat." Cat.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um and then Flash Gordon, of course. Uh, Flash, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Flash Gordon. Like he was, he was strictly bronze, and like other people had to support him in being the, you know, hero. Yeah, it was it was a weird movie, and I liked it. You that, liked it really? It, it was
0: weird. You liked it because it was campy. It was just yes, and, and then queen, queen, queen. Oh my gosh,
1: you and your queen. Yep, and the the guy who made um, what is it, Rocky Horror Picture Show? He was I could in believe there. I I would believe that. Yeah, he was um I forget he was like, not the other, quote unquote kind of hero type. He was someone I guess the general under that person. Yeah, he was in there. So wow. speaking of retro programs,
0: let's segue into our princess bride discussion oh
1: yes yes yes
0: so for that movie were there like what was like your favorite scene or like the most satisfying moment in that movie
1: i think my favorite funny parts were like the husband and wife
0: Oh, <laughs> Billy Crystal and I can't remember the other one, but she's been in a bunch of things and they were like
1: arguing like an old Jewish couple. Yeah, I love them. Oh, you're going to go storm the castle? <laughs> so come on in. Let's uh, heal them up. <laughs> <And>
0: but, it, <laughs> but it was funny. At first he was lying. He was like, are you Miracle Max? No, no, I'm not him. Like, like yes, you're right. No, he said, well, what are you here for? Like to... To, he said true love. No, he said to blathe, which means to block. And she's like, nah, 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 nah.
1: <laughs> 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 I loved them, and then I like at the end, and they're like, you know, bye, bye, boys, bye. Good luck, Stormy the Castle. They're gonna die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or it was like, where well, then you think they'll succeed? It would take a miracle. <laughs>
1: it would take a miracle. Yeah. And I didn't realize how different this was from the book. See, I never read the book. I didn't read it either, but I watched something on YouTube. Because <laughs> I'm lazy. For me,
0: the most satisfying scene was the iconic scene where Inigo Montoya confronts Count Rugen. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. But here's the thing. Count Rugen threw a knife at him. It went right into his um into his torso. And he pulled the knife out. And then he tried to stab him twice while he was wounded and he just he deflected the blade but it like went into his arm. So he's like got a wound in his torso, you know, he's got uh wounds on both of his arms and he still beat Count Rugen, which means yes. Count Rugen was garbage. Yes. He, he wouldn't
1: was have garbage. been able
0: to beat his father if he hadn't caught him off guard. Right. And yeah, of course the whole
1: 'cause I like the part when he's like promised me anything. Oh well, I like that. That was a
0: good part because he matched every wound that Count Rugen gave him. Yeah, like he he stabbed him in his shoulder, then he stabbed him in the other shoulder, then the cheek, then the other cheek, and then you could tell you could look at Count Rugen's face and he knew what was coming last, and he was like, you know. Like, yes, give me, offer me whatever I want. And he was like, everything, anything you want. And he's like, my father back. And then he stabbed <laughs> him right in the torso. Yes. I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think what made that scene so satisfying was, you remember when him and Wesley fought initially? Mm-hmm. But before they fought, Wes, he helped Wesley get up the side of the mountain, and he let him rest, even though, and it was funny, when Wesley was climbing up, he was like, hey, you, can you speed it up? And he was like, I'm, I'm waiting to kill you, by the way. And he was like, well, that, that kind of puts a damper. He was like, hey, hey. If you I like, if um, if you trust me, I'll pull you up to safety. I swear on the grave of my father. And he was like, Wesley was like, all right. Like,
1: Wesley was tired. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't trust the word of a Spaniard or something. He said. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he was, was like, that. yeah.
0: First he's like, I'll give you my word. He's like, no. And he was like, I'll give you my word as a Spaniard. I've known too many Spaniards. And it was like, I swear on the grave of my father, Domingo Montoya. Yeah, I shall not kill you. And it was like, okay, give me the rope. And he comes up and he's ready to fight as soon as he gets up there, even though he's tired. And he's like, no, no, I'll let you rest. And he. T- tells him about how his father was murdered by a six. Well, first he says, do you have six fingers on your hand? And he's like, is this how you begin most conversations? (laughs) (laughs) And then he tells him the story and how when I find him, I'm going to say, hello, my name is uh, Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. So it makes it so satisfying when he repeatedly says it. To Count Rugen. Because he's been looking for this guy for 20 mm-hmm. years. So it's like, I'm going to enjoy this.
1: Yeah. And it, he has, He says it with such passion. I know. It's awesome. Hello. My name is Anigo Matoyo. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved Anigo um, Matoyo and the Giants. How they bantered. Oh, yes. Andre the Giant. Yes. He was so big. But he was so lovable. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I liked the the courtship scenes between Wesley and Buttercup because, you know, usually when you see a strong woman, you know, who's very bossy, they usually portray that as a negative trait. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when, when Buttercup bossed her around, you know, it was almost endearing to him. Mm-hmm. And I liked, you know, it was like he was a farm boy. So, you know, I liked the fact that he respected the chain of command. It wasn't like, I'm not going to take orders from a woman. He would, but he was still very dignified. As you wish. And he would look her in the eye every time. And <laughs> I think that's how, you know, if, if someone was going to write a book on how to court a woman that's out of your league... <laughs> It should be Wesley because <laughs> you know it's like, look, fellas, you've got to have a really good long game. Yep, because <laughs> it was like he he was just as you wish, eye contact, and all, and only the eyes. He only looked at her eyes. He was there wasn't no, I'm gonna give you a once over. <laughs> as you wish. No, like Up just no. just nope. Eye contact, as you wish, and it. Like the first time she told him to do something, it was like, farm boy, polish my saddle. I want want to see my face shining in it by morning. And she just walked off without even looking at him. (laughs) And then the second time it was like, farm boy, fill these with water, please. (laughs) Like you can see like the evolution. And then, you know, when they were in the kitchen together, she's like, and he comes into the kitchen, he's about to leave. And she's just like, farm boy, before she has anything to ask him for, she just doesn't want him to leave. And then she's like, fetch me that picture, which is like literally right in front of her. And he reaches up, and hands it to her with two hands, as you wish. And she smiles at him, like, oh, you can get it.
1: <laughs> like, I love you.
0: I loved that, you know? Like, see, that's, that's how it's done. Take notes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I like I also like Fred when Fred Savage character allows his grandfather to read about the kiss. I you know it's what? Okay.
0: That that's actually a really good o- observation cuz he's like an outsider but even he kind of has like an arc. At first it's like Ah, this is kissing, granddad. Is this a kissing book? Are you trying to trick me? <laughs> like, I don't want to hear a kid. Like, no, no. He's like, well, let's skip that. Let's skip that. But then at the end, mm-hmm. when they're when they like the grandfather closes the book before he gets to the kiss part, and he's like, well, well, well hold up now. Like, <laughs> like, you were just getting to the good stuff, and he was like, oh, it's kissing. And he went, well, well, I don't mind so much now. <laughs> <'Cause when laughs> Wesley earned
1: that damn kiss.
0: <laughs> he needs and, it. Know, I think that's also another. thing thing i think when a love story is like when you really draw it out mm-hmm. you know like as opposed to rushing it when the characters finally do get to like kiss or whatever it's almost a relief like i need to
1: see this i need to see i just need to see a kiss i don't <laughs> need to see the whatever <laughs> you know
0: what uh, you're talking about the sex scene. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Keep the whatever. You
0: know, I think a really, really well done foreplay scene is much
1: better than a sex scene. Cause I don't want to see a foreplay really? scene. Really? Oh, know, I... I just want to kiss. I think the most gratifying sex scene I've ever seen was Denzel Washington and Devil in a Blue Dress when they're like humping on a chair. While We're... her boyfriend was asleep <laughs> <the Yes! street laughs> in the next room. I was just like, ooh, this is hot and heavy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See that didn't do it for me because again, no foreplay scene, just straight to the mechanics.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I think the thing for me about the sex scenes is kinda pervy to me. Like I'm supposed to be like all for this couple and I'm I'm seeing them, you know, engage in this very intimate act like if I'm disbelief if I'm, you know, suspending my belief and I'm really buying into the story. It's like watching my parents have sex. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I just want to see the, you know, real dry hair. That's it. Okay, well, I guess this gives me some perspective into <laughs> why you fast forward through sex
0: scenes. It's like, yeah. it's like my parents. It's like, okay. Yeah, I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, if you're... I've, I wonder if Catholic school had anything to do with that. It's like, oh, now I'm no, p- I think programmed it's to put to picture my parents. No, I. I <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's just
1: that I buy into the story so much, and I'm invested so much. I really just don't want to see the you don't coupling to be tarnished, tarnished. Yeah, no. I guess for
0: me, it's like if they rush into it, it's it's not very satisfying. But if I've been waiting the whole movie, it's like yes, and finally. we're getting it on. <laughs>
1: yeah no
0: okay so that's it for this episode i'm hoping maybe the next episode i might actually have some theme music you know we don't want to get too fancy we don't want to sell out completely but you know we want we want a certain degree of professionalism (laughs) 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 all right so that's it bye-bye bye